Everybody, 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 drop your box. Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. Our guests today both started on the Goliath tribe in Survivor's 37th season, David versus Goliath. Mike White and Angelina Keeley did not find themselves on the same alliance early in the game. At the Goliath's first tribal council, Angelina, along with her allies Kara, Natalia, Alec, and Dan, orchestrated a vote against Jeremy, who Mike had campaigned to save. At the tribe swap, both Mike and Angelina landed on the new Jabeni tribe, where they were joined by fellow Goliath Natalie Cole and David's Nick Wilson and Lirsa Torres. When this new Jabeni tribe lost immunity on day 15, Angelina saw it as an opportunity to secure one of her tribe mates' jackets for herself, a very hot commodity given the harsh weather conditions during the season. After her fellow Goliath, Natalie, was unable to secure the jacket of a David for Angelina, the majority of the tribe voted her out. However, Angelina, playing the long game, voted with Natalie against Lyrsa and made survivor history by pleading with Natalie for her jacket as she had her torch snuffed. Angelina did not get the jacket. Jacket Gate left Angelina in a vulnerable position on Jabeni, but at their next trip to Tribal Council, Mike opted to remain Goliath strong, keeping Angelina and sending Lyrsa home. At the merge, Angelina and Mike found themselves in the majority with their fellow Goliaths. Each playing their own cross-tribal games, they survived blindside after blindside. In the process, Angelina single-handedly invented the concept of negotiation— securing much-needed rice rations for her tribe by giving up her shot at immunity, a move that Jeff loved so much that it has now become a staple of the new era. When Angelina and Nick won the Loved Ones Reward Challenge, they chose to bring along Davey and Mike. At that reward, the four players agreed to a Final Four deal. Returning from the Loved Ones visit, Mike and Angelina learned that the tribe was plotting a blindside against Christian Hubicki. Having learned their lessons about the number of secret advantages in the game, Mike and Angelina cast contingency votes on Christian's ally, Gabby. When Christian produced a hidden immunity idol, it was those two votes that sent Gabby to the jury. On day 36, Angelina found a clue to the whereabouts of a hidden immunity idol and pulled Mike and Nick in to help with the most iconic idol hunt in Survivor history, complete with a hidden ladder, a lost clue, daring heights, and a lot of wine. At the next Tribal Council, Mike pulled off a blindside on his ally Davey, who he saw as a significant threat to win, leaving Nick out of the plan. At the final four, Nick won the final immunity challenge and chose to take Angelina with him to the final three, sending Mike and Kara into firemaking. Mike won the firemaking challenge and his spot at the final tribal council. At the final tribal council, Angelina faced a largely resentful jury and received no votes to win. Mike was applauded for his strong social and strategic game and received three votes to win, though in the end, Nick received seven votes and claimed the title Wait, no, that's not how I remember it. At the final Tribal Council, Mike and Angelina received five votes each, resulting in Survivor's first tie vote. As there were no other finalists to cast a vote, Jeff declared them the first ever joint winners of Survivor. 
And they both went on to win Winners at War as well. Maybe a bit of revisionist history, but Angelina Keeley became a fan favorite contestant and cemented her status as an icon of Survivor. She would go on to work with Mike again, making a cameo appearance in season two of The White Lotus. Mike White is an Emmy award-winning actor, writer, and director whose credits include Chuck and Buck, School of Rock, Enlightened, a favorite of ours, and of course, The White Lotus. He has competed on two seasons of The Amazing Race, and most importantly, he is single-handedly responsible for the elimination of Redemption Island and Fire Tokens from the Game of Survivors. So thank you, Mike. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs, Mike and Angelina. Thanks. Well, Redemption Island just one time. They did come back. It did come back <laughs> later. I couldn't kill it for I I I I killed it just temporarily, but it came back. <laughs> we appreciate it. What's up, guys? How did we split the money with with our fifty fifty? Who got the million? Yeah, how does it work if you if you both win? Do they split you it? Both or do we get, each a get a million. You know what? We each get a million, and it's tax free. Yeah, CBS realized that they'd be they'd been shortchanging. Uh, Contestants in the past are like, you know what? Let's up the prize money. Two million, split one million each way. That's how I understand it. I like it. I'm into like it. it. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you both so very much for being here. We're obviously deeply honored. Now, we are curious. We are constantly in the process of creating rankings, you know, rankings of the best season of Survivor. Obviously, we're adjusting it all the time as new seasons air. I'm curious where you both would rank your season, David versus Goliath, in the pantheon of Survivor. Is it cracking the top 20? Is it a top 10? Where do you see it? Top 10? <laughs> I mean, it's higher than that, dude. You go first, Angelina. (laughs) You decide. I mean, I would say top five, at least. We're pretty biased, though. It's kind of hard to, but at least top five. I mean, I think that's conventional wisdom that it's definitely top five. Yeah, Reddit would agree. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, and I'm trying to think which seasons are better. Heroes versus Villains is better. And then... What is what else is considered better? Kagion. Mike, where do you that rank like good. season one, season. season two, like the OGs? Yeah, there's. A, I mean, yeah, the first season, I was a lecturer. I mean, when I I watched it because you guys just got into it recently, right? I've been watching since day one. Oh, you've been yeah. at this- and I mainlined all forty during COVID. Yeah, so I when I I watched it from the first season. And I was, yeah, totally electrified from the first. The first season I was like, I was obsessing. I was constantly like, like there would be gossip that certain people had won. And I was like, I'd never had that reaction to a show before. I was just like so obsessed. Yeah. Mike, did you always want to be on it? Like since you started watching it? I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I I, I guess I did. I, 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 I didn't like. I didn't, yeah, I mean, I, it didn't look that fun to me. Like, Amazing Race looked more fun. So, like, when I ultimately had to choose a show to, to audi- or whatever audition for, Amazing Race was what I chose to do because that just looks so much more fun. And it is, in a way, it is more fun. I actually enjoyed Survivor more than Amazing Race, but Amazing Race, I mean, it was, it's like your fantasy of what, like, you know, yeah, like, uh, it's what I all yeah. It was it was like a dream. So so, uh, but anyway, yeah. Survivor, yeah. Uh, did that answer your question? I don't know. Survivor was. I was definitely into Survivor too. But like, 
Survivor looks a little. Why'd you get at Starbucks? Yeah, I'd like to know. What? <laughs> I... Why'd you get at Starbucks? I need one of those. Yeah. Anyway, so so what do you want to talk about? Okay, well, we've got lots of questions. <laughs> so you've been watching since season one. Yeah. I'm curious, and and we know we've heard that you've also become a friend of Jeff Probst in that time, an informal advisor to Jeff Probst. Were you worried at all, or was there any hesitation about making that leap from fan to player and how that would impact your relationship with the game or the show? Um, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I did think that it was... I was, you know, like... Survivor is is just like inherently humiliating. You know what I mean? And like it's it's only it's only good if it is humiliating. You know what I mean? It's like it's a it's an exercise in humiliation. So like I you know and I don't think like yeah like I don't think I always would have been like okay to be humiliated in that way. Like maybe it's just as as I get older, I don't care so much about. I mean, I, I don't like being humiliated in other ways. Like, I don't like waiting in lines for things that I feel like I shouldn't have to wait in line for this or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that is too much for me. But, like, Survivor, like, I feel like that's worth humiliating yourself for. So I was, yeah, I was worried that, yeah, you know, like, especially when I got on the first, uh, you know, the first couple of days, I thought I was going to go home first. And I was like, this is exactly, this, of course, this is what's going to happen. Like, I go on Survivor. Like, everybody I tell I'm going on Survivor, they're like, why are you doing that? Like, that's, like, that's so <laughs> stupid or that's so insane or whatever. I was like, well, I got to, like, and then to be, like, the first voted off, I was just like, this is my life, you know, like, of course. So, yeah, I was worried about that. But then, you know, like, at the same time, I was like, that'd be a funny story, too. I mean, you know, being first voted off Survivor, whatever, it's funny. Do you did you find that your relationship to the show has changed since being on? Like, do you watch it differently? I imagine. What's funny is like Amazing Race. I cannot watch. I cannot watch even two seconds of that show. I cannot. I cannot watch it because it's so stress. It just reminds me of all the stress that I had, and like I actually don't find it to be as fun a show to watch as Survivor. So like, uh, so I cannot watch that show anymore. But Survivor, I still I can still watch it and I still enjoy it. And I and I don't think it. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't know. Angelina, you did. Has it changed how you watch it? I, I I do feel like there's things that I'm like, oh, I remember this or whatever. But like, I I can still just like lose myself in it. Yeah. No. Same. I'm still. Yeah. I still see it as a fan. I think I'm more uh, gentle and kind with my judgments now, knowing, you know, <laughs> knowing what I know, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm not as quick to, to say bad things in my mind about characters or yeah, let the edit, I don't let the edit lead me as much. But when you both are watching the new era, because, you know, you all have your memories of a 39-day game, which we know, as the viewers, you had to endure a lot more than these contestants do today. And I'm wondering if there's any sense when you both are watching of apathy or jealousy or just outright anger that they don't have to endure what the game once was. Well, I will say I had this realization I was like, why is everyone so good in Final Tribal in the new era? I was like kind of frustrated about it because I was like, I was so shit. Like my brain no, was not. in a different no, you place. Were not. No, you were not, Angelina. You were very good at the Final Tribal. Oh, thanks, Mike. I felt like I felt like that's where it was my chance to like try to you know, I'm not physical. <laughs> I think I can articulate decently well, but like I was just not. I was not on my A game that night. And then I'm watching these people in the 40s and I'm like, man, like 
damn, these people are like so smart. They sound so good. And then I'm like, oh, it's day like 26. Yeah. Like, what were we doing on day 26, Mike? We were like, we were still brilliant and still aware. I mean, we still we like had our, you 13 know. people still in the game at like day 26. There were like still 12 two weeks. Yeah. So that, that's the, that's the only thing that like kind of gets me is like, damn, of course they sound like, you know, these brilliant players who can articulate and reflect in such a meaningful way. It's like their brain hasn't gotten a mush yet. I, they haven't gone insane yet. I feel sorry for them. To not reach that point of insanity. Well, I just think it's, I, I feel like it's like, you don't go to Survivor for like Survivor light. You go for Survivor for Survivor, like hardcore Survivor. It's like, you don't, it's like, it just, it's like the Survivor. Yeah, you do it for the game. You do it for the show, but you also kind of do it for the journey, you know, your own journey. It's not, I don't think it's just totally bullshit. It's, it's, re it's real. You know what I mean? I, I felt like I was like, when I got to day 39, I was like, wow, I can do anything. I can do that. You know what I mean? Like I just was like, I just, yep. yeah, it was, it was a sense of accomplishment and, and a psychological. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a, it's a very sl slow burn psych psych burn, you know, that show. And like, and to, especially yeah. after you won fire, Mike, I, you were, your adrenaline, like your whole demeanor after you won fire was insane. <laughs> like your energy was off the chart. No, I'm serious. I was like, damn, like Mike is, on all hitting on all levels right now you were on top of the world after you won well, that fire it was just it was i do think there was a lot of ironies the whole everything about uh what i was worried about and what happened were like inverted so like i played a game just all about not wanting to have to do fire i, I my whole strategy was <laughs> take me at the end i'm like the i'm the guy who's not gonna win any money i'm like i like i'll never win the money I like let's. I'll be your whatever. I'll be what I thought. What I wanted to be was the Trojan goat. Like you know, it's like uh, you know, like bring me in as a goat, and then I and then I'll wow them at final tribal because I'm really good at like articulating my thing. And it was the total opposite. Like I I because I, I knew I was gonna lose fire, so I was like, instead I won the fire, then I go to final tribal and I completely bulk. You know what I mean? It was like I like I instead of like you know like. I was like, I don't know. I, like, I suddenly just, like, got complete, like, yeah, I just started hedging. And, like, I just, yeah. So it was just, like, everything I thought I would be good at, I I was not good at. And everything I thought I would be bad at, I was good at. It was just weird. It was weird. Like, I thought I would be terrible about the hunger and all of the, like, deprivations. But that was actually pretty easy. No, you were great about that. But the, the yeah, like, you and then the like social part of it, it, which I thought I would be, oh, yeah, these people are going to love me, da, da, da. At the beginning, I was like, I felt like I was in, camp, like, religious summer camp from when I was a kid, where I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to say to these people. I, like, I, felt, I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I was I slept alone on the beach, and they were all up to all night talking and chatting. And I was like, I have no social skills. I was like, I thought that would be my yeah, my strength. So, yeah, it was, it's, it was definitely interesting, like, how I... Your expectations are not what you. I mean, Angelina thought Angelina thought she was going to be boring. She even went home <laughs> thinking she was going to be boring. <laughs> Literally, swear to God, I was sitting with Mike and and uh, Nick, and I was like, "Am I going to be boring?" And they both laughed so hard that I was like, "What? Like, what?" <laughs> so I, I don't think I've seen Mike laugh that hard ever again. <laughs> I, it was okay. I will say, can I tell one story about Angelina? Yeah. So, like, so Please. when we got together, when the merge happened, there was a period where we were deciding who to go, who to vote off first, and we had this little mini alliance that lasted like a hot second with a couple Davids and a couple Goliaths, and like Christian was trying to get me to switch from 
Elizabeth, who was the first person we voted out in the merge, to Angelina. And I was like, no, Angelina is making this season. Like, he, I had just come from the whole jacket gate and the whole thing, and we were coming out, and, like, he was like, yeah, we should give it another. like, no, 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 no. And, it, I, and honestly, as just, like, a fan of the show, I was like, we cannot vote off. Like, we're not voting her. That, that would be a terrible mistake. <laughs> just for pure entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I don't think enough players recognize that, oh, the value God. of that. You want to be in an iconic season? Keep iconic well, people. The, I mean, you have enough to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shouldn't actually be in your. It's not really a good strategy. But like, I just. <laughs> I mean, as just a, as like. A, I'm thankful for it. I, it was. I mean, <laughs> I mean that tribal council with Natalie was like. I was like, I, and afterwards, I went and when the producers interviewed me the next day because like it, it kind of came. It just it was so. Um, grassroots it was so like not you know what i mean it was it was just it just suddenly it just happened because angelina was just giving it extra and i was like the next day i was like do you did you guys get that do you know what like did you i mean like like i didn't know if they were actually ever like i just didn't even know if it was like too like i i just didn't know if they were on to this because none of the earlier mm. you know before travel council it was nothing about a jacket like it was just like suddenly just happened it was like <laughs> it was like improv theater right at final tribal and i was like I hope you guys got all of the pieces to this. And then when they put it together, I was like, oh, they, yeah, they got it. It was so awesome. They got it. I was cold. I was so cold. Mike, I have to ask you, because I don't think I've ever asked you this. <laughs> what were you feeling when I was asking over and over again? Because, like, your face, they have you in the shot, and you're, like, holding your face in your hands. Like, what were you feeling when it was happening? I was blacking out. I mean, I, okay, so, like, I don't, I mean... It's awkward. Okay, this was only the second time we'd come to, or yeah, the second time we'd gone to tribal council. And it was, it's, you know, it's awkward voting someone out. It's, you know, it's like as much as I didn't get along with Natalie on the island, I, I felt really bad. Like I felt like it was like, yeah, I was. It feels weird, yeah. It was, and, and then when it turned into this like weird theater, I was like, I, I like literally was blacking out. Like I was like, how do I get out? Like I was, it was like, I just wanted to like, like crumple into myself and like roll away. Like I was so, I, it was just beyond awkward. It was so intense, but amazing. Can we rewind the tape a little bit? Because you guys were on the same tribe, obviously starting out on the Goliath's tribe, but it took a long time for you to formally become allies in the game, despite sort of like having a similar voting record. But, you know, Angelina had her thing going on and Mike, you had your thing going on. Uh, but I'm wondering what you both thought of each other. What were your first impressions of each other, like marooning and first couple of days? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? <laughs> you go first. So, so with... <laughs> um, no, I mean, Mike is so likable, right? So, I well, from a distance, I was like, I don't know. So I'll say I didn't recognize him from his you know from his stuff so i didn't go into the beginning of the goliath tribe from preseason being like oh that's ned sneebly or whatever you Schneebly. know amazing race like i Schneebly. <laughs> see exactly my point exactly i love you but i you know i love you you know and the work is all that's just part of your right. brain and amazingness but i didn't know him so i wasn't like starstruck um but he seemed super nice. And every conversation we had was like, we ended up finding a lot in common from the beginning. So like, he's vegan, I'm a vegetarian. Um, 
we're both like bulldog lovers. Like his babies are his bulldogs. I had a Frenchie at the time. He's had Frenchies. He's had English. So there was just like a lot of things like that. Um, you know, politically, like just a lot of things that we were like vibing outside of the survivor stuff. Um, and he seemed to be comfortable with like my big personality and my, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty boisterous. So yeah, I, I, always, I liked him from the beginning. He wasn't like, yeah, he wasn't my number one ally from the jump because like, as Mike said, there was this whole like summer camp kind of like young folks, you know, going on at the Goliath tribe, but everyone loved Mike nonetheless. Who was your number one? <laughs> Who was your number one? At the beginning? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had like, I had like the Karen and Natalia situation. Like I felt like Karen and Natalia and then we were pulling in like them and John were kind of like my main people at the beginning, I feel. And I really liked Allison. Um, and Mike, your first impression? Uh, my impression of Angelina was she, I, I remember at Ponderosa, you were always trying to help me get vegetarian food. Like we weren't supposed to speak, yeah. but like she was like kind of like, so I, I felt like she was, um, you know, like she has a very uh, warm, naturally warm quality. So like I, yeah, so I, I, and kind of like, a, you could tell she was like, yeah, big, like, like a confident, confident and warm. That's what I would, that was the, the vibe I was getting. And then, Thanks. but then when we were. And, and, and we got along great. And I do, like, I, you know, I, I do, there was a lot of strong women on our tribe because it was guys. And I, I like strong women, you know, like, so yeah, like I was like, I, I was, I, I, I liked uh, the vibe of like a lot of the women and like Angelina. But then when they de- she decided to go for Jeremy, who was my friend, she was like, she, it was, it was very kind of like, by fiat, like we're doing Jeremy. And I was like, uh, and, and then she followed me around with Allison, like, like a little helicopter, like to make sure that I wasn't saying anything to Jeremy. And so I was like, this chick, okay, this is too, like, okay. I like, you just stop following me around. Like, I was like, I'm a grown ass. I told you I wasn't going to say anything. I'm not going to say it. Like, it just, it was. And, and so like right before the merge, I was kind of down on Angelina and I was like, I don't like, it's like, and when we got mixed up, uh, I was like, the two people I really don't want to be end up with is Angelina and Natalie. And those are the two <laughs> people that I ended up with. And I was like, and like, we were obviously the weakest five, uh, just physically. Yes. And then, but what was really weird was when I took the thing that was like, whatever the, had the buff in it, I had this, I've never had it before. I had this wave of like, this is like, I, I felt so lucky. I, before I opened it, I was like something, I, I just felt like this was like, whatever was in this was like going to like be a good thing. This was a good situation. And I remember opening it. I looked over and I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And like looking at the people and I looked at Nick and he would look so scared because he was like, they were literally, and I looked at it and I literally was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And that literally was how it happened. It was so, and the, and the fact that the three of us ended up at the end and Nick ended up winning, it was, it, it is, it was weird. Like it was, I don't, you know, I'm not that airy fairy, but it was very like premonition-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Angelina, you comment several times throughout the season about how few idols are found by women. And I was surprised to actually see that make it into the edit because I would think that would be something that the producers would want to cover up, but I'm glad it did make it into the edit. And as you perhaps know, these days things have changed in the new era. I'm wondering if you see this as a win. Um, Obviously, the diversification of the cast has been central to CBS with their mandate that began with 41. But that specifically touches on race and not uh, gender and sexuality. Mm -hmm. And yet we have seen more women winning and more women finding idols. Um, What do you make of this change? Well, I mean... Look, I'm not taking any credit for it. I do think that it's it's very cool that they included it in the edit. I think with anything, obviously idols in Survivor, but like anything in life regarding diversity and inclusion, it's like you speak the truth to it and that kind of can help get the ball rolling. So with that, I what I think, my perspective is that with more diverse casts, with this new era, I think there is definitely this culture of just like, let's play the game. Like, let's do it. Let's be aggressive. And I think in the past, and even in our season a little bit, it's like, you can get dinged for being too aggressive if you're in a group that isn't seen as traditionally supposed to be aggressive, right? So when you deviate from what people think your mold is supposed to be, then you can be, you know, you can be, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? not discounted, whatever you can eat, you are judged, right? You are judged or Mm -hmm. you're, you're penalized. You're penalized is the word I'm trying to think of. And I think in the new era, because it's diverse, because it's more dynamic and because it's just the game's been around for so long that people like recognize it's a game. And so the good part about that is that it frees people to just play how they want to play. I think as a fan, the bad part about that is like, I kind of miss that, like, true spirited conflict like I think we're losing a little bit of that like conflict of like hurt feelings and like just being pissed right like and I think it's a little bit too nice nice now and so maybe an overcorrection but I do appreciate that people can just kind of like go out guns a blazing and and do what they want to do and I'm you know I like to play that way so that's the kind of gameplay I like to see too One thing that we've talked about on this podcast, and Mike, I think you and I talked about this in Paris briefly, was I feel like, and this is speaking to what you were speaking to, Angelina, is that there seems to be this effort to cast all heroes these days and not a ton of villains. And I think that the alchemy of heroes and villains is what makes the show great. And I think what you're identifying and what I think a lot of fans are missing is true villains because villains create conflict. Yeah. I will, I mean, I think that, yeah, it does sort of feel like the last couple of seasons, um, it feels like they're crowdsourcing the winner. This is how I feel, is that, like, it's not so much it's just heroes. I think it's, like, Davids and Goliaths, for example. It feels like it's, like, casting a lot of Davids and not a lot of Goliaths. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's okay to cast, like, models and, like, alpha guys and like, yeah, people that are, you know, aspirational type of people. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody needs to be, you know, limbless and like, you know, not have, you know what I mean? Like, have like a, like a story that like, that, you know, like. A story. So, I mean, it's like, you know, like, and even like the ones that they have, like the guy that was like the, you know, like, even, I mean, what's funny is like, it's, you know, it's just like everything. Like, it's like, you, you know, for years it was like, you know, and I felt like our season, like, there was a lot of chauvinist guys. It, I felt like we were still of an era where it was like, you know, I, I knew that when we went to final tribal and like, and Allison said at one point that like 
Mike is an on, like an honorary woman or something like to like the jury and like I was just like I'm dead. She just ruined it for me. Like th- th- like now these guys just just it's like they can't, it's like not only they can't vote for a woman. Like, it was just like it, like we had a jury full of like I mean they're <laughs> great guys, but like I, I definitely felt like there was a little bit of a show. So like and for years I would watch the show and I'd be like oh it, it needs to be it needs to be more exactly like what it is now. But then now it is what it is now, and I'm like oh this is like uh, it's just like everything in life. It needs a balance. It's like you you want to push a little bit, but like it's like. In a way, it was like it kind of made it more, you know, like now, it, now it's sort of like it's great that more women are winning, but somehow the way that they're winning sometimes feels like it's like that's not a survivor. I don't know, like you know mm. what I mean, like you yes. know, it's like I, you know, it's like I want a Goliath woman to, you know, it's like somehow it just feels like it's more like oh, you're sweet, you're, I love you guys, I love you, you know, like uh, you know whatever, like, yeah, and, and 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 so that's that's you know like. I can just, can I just want to say one more thing, which is just like, I criticized Survivor, but if I, I was running Survivor, it would have been, I would run it into the ground like 20 years ago. Like I, I, I like I hats off to these people for, you know, it's like what they do. I could never, you know, like I, you know, it's like, so I'm, you know, like I, I give criticism, but I, but I, but with deep respect, you like respect, you know, like I think what they do, it's like, it's hard to do that. It's hard to keep it fresh. It's hard to come up with new ideas. So, like, amen to them, you know. Mike, would you ever do non-scripted TV? What do you mean? Like, from the production side. Oh, oh. Um, uh, I, I mean, it'd be fun to, like, I was thinking at one point it'd be fun, like, Lena Dunham, like, did, like, a, like, she was, like, guest editor of Cosmo. Like, I was like, maybe I could be, like, a guest EP of, like, Survivor and just, like, you know, just, yeah, toy with it. That I'm going to speak that into existence. Yeah, I love that. I'm begging yes. you to do that. <laughs> but, and I think it's like, and yeah, I, I kind of feel like it would be fun to kind of like reverse, you know, like go back to, you know, it's like the old school journey of it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking to that, I'm curious, you know, obviously, as you both know, there are so many changes to the show. We spoke about the length of changing from 39 to 26 days, but there are other small things that have changed. Uh, the removal of the theme song is one that I bang my head against the wall constantly over. Um, the locations change. Uh, no, excuse me. The locations no longer change, which was an yeah. integral part of the early seasons. Um, and now with season 45, we will begin 90 minute episodes of Survivor. That's cool. When you think about things that have changed what's one piece of og survivor that you would bring back if you could well 39 days start start there i would like i would like it's like they're gonna have the 50th what is it 50 yeah 50 and i was like you should do 50 days 50 days and you could do this is what my pitch was like you could do one season like two, two like two like do a monster thing like start with like 30 contestants from the past. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like this. Three tribes of 10 and like do 50 days and let it go over 24 episodes. You know what I mean? Like, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I, and $5 million. And yeah, just make it, yeah, just, 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 just supersize it instead of like doing like, you know, like, uh, you know, like Survivor Light. That's different. Let's, like, That'd let's, be- go, let's like supersize. Yeah. I mean, Australian Survivor basically does this. Yeah. Well, they especially now they have 90 long. minutes shows. The problem with it is that, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's all these reasons why they can't. It's like every time I pitch something, like, big stroke to approach, there's a hundred reasons why you can't do it. You're like, okay. <laughs> and Angelina, what about you? What In terms of OG uh, things that you might bring back to the game if you could? Mm, winning a car. 
I mean, that's 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 nice. Because um, I feel like I would never win the show, but I could maybe win a car <laughs> if I was out there. Uh, I mean, the auction's fun. Obviously, the negotiator and me would love the auction. And then, like I kind of alluded to, like just the the actual raw intensity. Sometimes I feel like you're watching these people and like they feel like a little bit like Miss America y. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like people are so, especially with like the proliferation of social media, like people are so careful about what they say now. Whereas like maybe back in the day, it was just like all bets were off. People were just out there and raw. And I I, I kind of miss that rawness, I think, in the newer the other newer age. The thing that I miss, but it's like you can't manufacture it. Like I don't know if you can go back to it. Was just like you know, in the very first like two decades of the show, uh, or not two decades, two first twenty seasons of B. There was still this thing of like playing honorably, like this whole thing. Are like, are you a good person? Are you a good player? Like, there was always these ethical things that like were kind yeah. of like, like were stimulating to th- think about and watch how people play the game differently. And like, and there's something about that that was it was aggravating. Like sometimes you'd watch these people, you're like, it doesn't matter, you know. Like I, like I, you know, I definitely am like on the side of like, you know, it's a game, play the game. But like it was, it's it made it kind of more, you know. It's like now that everybody's a gamer, and so it's like it, like mm-hmm. all of the people that they cast are people who are like survivor diehards and they know the game and they're all gamers and da and like i kind of miss some of the casting of people that were just like plucked off the street because like he was like you know like a corny cowboy who like what you know what i mean who doesn't you know like was just like, like i'm gonna play like, like, like a key yeah like i'm gonna play with like dignity and da-da-da, and then like fuck up the votes for everybody because they're just like wild cards you know what i mean like that was that was yeah. fun yeah, we just went back back and watched Borneo recently, and the dynamic between Richard and Rudy and Susan, Susan Hawk, and the fact that they all come from these completely different walks of life, and the dynamics that ensue as a result of that, that is the crux of the show. It wasn't about voting or strategy with Borneo. It was just all about these people having to wake up every day next to people that they just really did not care for, and then mm-hmm. in some instances, like Rudy and Richard came to care for yeah, and and you think of some of the most iconic moments of Survivor of all time, like Sue's uh, final speech. jury speech. You get like Kathy Vavrick O'Brien crying uh, f- with Rob Mariano in All Stars. You get you know like Stephanie's sort of journey in Palau. You get all of these uh, like Corinne's conf- confrontation of sugar in Gabon. All of these are human stories, and that's mm-hmm. what brought people to the show. And I think that's what makes iconic moments is when you become invested in the human stories and you definitely lose that a little bit when it becomes more about who's voting which way and who has an idol. And that's the other thing about having a long season. I do feel like we got a bit of that in 44. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I was just going to say a long season, everybody like the jury has to put in the time too. Like it's like a lot of, it's a big life commitment. You know what I mean? Like when you shorten it, it's like, so I think that adds to the more like, you know, like if you're on the jury for like 20, 20 days or whatever, by the end, it's like you built up a head of steam. Like it's like, I don't know, like whatever, whatever, you know, whatever un, unfinished business you have. Like, it's like, I just think the longer you're in it, the lo- the more you're going to get these emotional, like, you know, feelings of betrayal or, you know, you, you wasted all this time. You know what I mean? Like whatever you, whatever dreams that were shattered are going to like, stew, you're going to be stewing in your juices longer. So it just makes for a more like <laughs> you know, electric, you know, tribal council, final tribal. Yeah. Agreed. 
So I want to touch on the real world for a second because the winner of your season, Nick Wilson, uh, went on to hold a seat in the Kentucky House of Representatives and earlier this year voted to pass a controversial bill banning gender affirming care for trans youth. I'm curious what both of yours who, you know, built a relationship with Nick and, you know, have seemed to have had a good relationship with him. I'm curious what your reaction to this news was and whether you spoke with Nick after uh, hearing about it. Mike, do you want to go or? You can go. <laughs> I'm a, I mean, you want me to, uh, you go, you go. No, you start. I'll, you go. Uh, okay, my, <laughs> this is my position about that is that I, you know, I did speak to Nick. I've spoken to Nick many times. He's had a kid just recently. And uh, I told him that I would not have voted for that. I, you know, and, but, you know, I'm, I, you know, my, like, you know, I come to it, like my dad was a, uh, from the, you know, like I grew up in a religious community. So like literally everybody, you know, like if I started like cutting people out of my life who have a different opinion on this issue, that's a lot of people I'd be cutting out of my life. And I just don't do that. You know what I mean? And I, and, and also like, I learned from my dad that like, you know, like if you want to like change people's opinions, like he he wrote for like the religious right, and then he moved to Lynchburg, Virginia, and joined Jerry Falwell's church to try to show people that like gay people are just the same. He you know he's a, he was a gay he was a gay guy, so like he was a closeted, and then he came out and he was a gay activist. So like, and he you know his whole life has been about like you know, being, you know, not closing the door on people who have different, you know, points of view or different, you know, like, yeah, like prejudices, you could say it or whatever. So like, um, and I just, yeah, like, I mean, like Nick is a friend. We, you know, it's like, you know, like there's so many people who don't agree with me. First of all, my opinions change on things all the time. And like, and like, and, and I can get hot about something. And then like, you know, two weeks later, I'm like, I don't really, you know, it's like, I, it's, it's just like, I just, in this world of like, and I think that this is like a social media thing. And like, it, 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 like, I'm a little older than like the people that played our season and in general, the social media world or whatever. Uh, and it's just, it's, it, to me, it's sad when I, when, um, you know, you, it's like, you know, yeah, there's something sad about like, you know, like, I don't know, like just how that played out to me. And it's like, I, as much as I, I, I don't agree with the vote and wanted to like talk to him about that or whatever. I also, I also felt like, you know, it's like, that's a friendship. That's a, you know, that's, that's to lose that is to lose something that's meaningful to me. And I, I don't want to, I don't, yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I guess I just don't subscribe to that. That's the way to deal with differences, even if they're deep, deep differences, you know, like even if he was voting again, you know, and he, cause he, I mean, I'm gay, like, or, you know, like whatever, I'm gay enough that like, if when he's like, um, when he's, um, <laughs> You know, like, you know, it's, there's stuff in it that's very, you know, you could be perceived as homophobic. So it's like, you're, it's like, you know, like, I'm like, you know, but I, I just, it's like, I don't know. There's just so many people. I'm just from a world of like conservative people that like I love and who love me, but like, yeah, they, I just can't get them around their head around certain stuff. So it's just like, it's part of life. And, and so, yeah, so I, I love Nick. He'll always be my friend. We'll always have this, you know, uh, you know, connection over the show. And, and I think he's a good person. I, I think he, he thinks he's, you know, it's like, I think he, you know, it's, it's tough in this world, whatever. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop there. It's, I think it's hard. The politics of it, it speaks more to me about the politics of our country right now that we can't, that it, it's so, you know, it's, it's like, 
instead of being encouraged to find middle ground or being encouraged to just like go to the places where we just shut off uh, contact and communication with each other. And, and, and I think that that's, that's not good, you know? So. Yeah, no, Mike and I feel very similarly about this. Um, I, you know, obviously Kentucky and Nick's vote is one vote in Kentucky, but there's a tidal wave of effort to go after, you know, trans youth, gay youth. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking. And I think particularly in Kentucky, the part that irked me the most of the whole situation was that there was a mom um, who is an elected state senator in Kentucky who went to the assembly to plead to them to not vote for this bill because she has a trans kid at home. And she spoke from a personal perspective and they still chose to, to pass this. And my, my perspective, obviously I'm a Democrat. Look, there's no, <laughs> you know, there's no hiding that. But my view with any legislation is like, listen, like we just need to listen. We need to understand how does this impact the population that we're passing this bill on? And that's everything. That's not just this one in particular. In general, like, let's just listen with open hearts. And I feel like that is what leads to to better laws and better governing. But, I, but kind of what Mike was saying, it's like we're so polarized now. People are just obsessed with winning for their side. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Like, that's, it, I get, like, coming to, to the floor and battling out ideas. But it's like we're not even battling out ideas. We're just coming stuck in our ways and not listening to each other. And that's the part to me that that really is heartbreaking because they, they had that testimony and they chose to ignore it. Um, and similar to Mike, I, you know, I, I reached out on text and, and let Nick know my perspective and, and chatted a little bit about it with him. Um, but I completely agree. It's like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I had people online be like, block him, you know, cancel him. Why are you following him? And it's like, that's not productive either. And they will say, people will say, well, that's privilege. That's privilege that you can choose to not do that. But it's like, if our goal is to make change, change doesn't happen by just living in your echo chamber, right? So Mike has a lot of family that is uh, conservative. My entire neighborhood is conservative, right? Like, I don't even, yeah, that's, yeah. So if they hear this, yeah, I don't know what they'll think, whatever. I mean, I've had these beliefs since I was really young, um, forever, as long as I can remember. And so, Anyways, um, it's disappointing. It's, you know, I know a lot of people are outraged. Um, and I say, if you're outraged, then do something about it, right? Don't just be outraged. Don't just tweet, like vote, get other people registered to vote, call people, write to your senators, write to your Congress people. Like there's shit we can do in this country to make change happen. So don't just stay angry for too long, make it, activate it, run for office, right? So anyways, that's my spiel. That's what I have to say about it. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And then can I just say one thing? It's like, but also Survivor, it's okay to cast, like, honestly, it's okay to cast bigots. Like, yes. I'm not saying Nick is a bigot, but like, what, what like is the that. problem? Like, it's like, mm -hmm. I like, you know, it's like, I, like, my feeling is like, I, you know, like, I, you know, it's like, as long as you'll play with me, then I don't care what you think about me. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't care. It's like, I, I was on The Amazing Race and there were these two cowboys. It was the only time I was just like, okay, these, as like, and they did not want to even look at me and my dad. Like they'd had, they were beat in one season by some, I, I don't know, brothers. One of them was gay or something. And these guys did not, they, they didn't want to work with that. They didn't even want to look at us. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, I, I was like, I, this is like, 
I, I, like they're talking to everybody else. Why are they talking to me? I'm like, my dad's so fun. Like why? Like what's happening? Like, and so that was like, I was like, okay, that I don't like, but like, you know, whatever they, I, they were still good characters on the show. Whatever. I don't, you know, personally, you know, like I don't, you know, they could rot in hell, but like, or whatever they can kick rocks. I should say <laughs> they can kick rocks. They can they like pound sand, but like I, I, for, but like, yeah, in the end, like on survivors, like, I don't know. I don't, it's like, if someone says something that is ignorant or whatever, it's just like, whatever. Like, as long as it's like, if you will vote with me, I don't like What, what does it matter? Like, it's like, and so it's like this whole thing yeah. of like, where, you know, like winners or different people who had different opinions or whatever, like, like should like, you know, like they're, they're trying to shame survivor from cat. And like, and I think that's what's happening is that they're being shamed into like, not, and that's like, you know, a lot, the truth, the truth is that's half of our country. So it's like, why? Like, it just feels like it's, you know, it's, um, it feels like that that's a mistake. Like, it's like, it's okay to like, let those people, you know, like people can, you know, just because you're bringing someone on who has these beliefs doesn't mean you're co-signing those beliefs. You're just putting, you're just showing America. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the point of Survivor. Yeah, it is the social experiment that Survivor is. Yeah. But. And that's what's fun about it. I mean, it's like if we, if you went back in time and took out all of the people who had like dumb ideas about like different marginalized people or whatever, like it was, it's just like you'd like, you would be, lo- you'd be losing a lot of like fun characters to watch. You know what I mean? It's just like, and you know, it's like, I don't, you know, it's like, I don't go on there to like find S- out Say their goodbye politics. to Sue Hawk's final tribal council speech. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, we've heard about some of your star-studded Survivor watch parties during David versus Goliath. Uh, we had Gabby on. She told us about run-ins with Angelina Jolie. She told us about clogging Jennifer Coolidge's toilet. Who did? <laughs> Gabby. Uh, I'm curious, have you successfully converted any of your Hollywood friends into Survivor fans? Well, the thing is that there are a lot of, a lot of people that are Survivor fans already that you just don't know. I mean, like, it's funny how, like, I'll go to, like, a Hollywood party and, like, there's definitely, like, a a 25% of the people that, like, talk to me. And, you know, there's, yeah, a lot of them are, like, yeah, celebrities or whatever are, like... I, lo- I, yeah, I love your work, but I, I was such a Survivor fan. And like, yeah, so like, uh, so there's already a lot of people that are into Survivor. But, yeah, I think that my season... Um, I think it was fun for Jeff because there was a lot of like, <laughs> there was a lot, there was a lot of like, um, yeah, we, like with the viewing party, like there was a lot of people that I knew that were like, yeah, who may not have been big survivor watchers who were watching that season cause I was on it. So like, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, I mean, I am, I'm glad it got nominated for an Emmy this year. It should be nominated every year. It's a better, it's, it's a better show than all of these other shows. In my opinion, it's like a better produced show. Like when we, they did our season, I was like, hats off. They really captured our season in ways that I wasn't even expecting. I just, they got the subtleties of certain things. I mean, there were some things that were missing, but like in general, I just thought they did it like a, a plus job and like and then having been on it like i was like wow that they really they got you know like they're i mean it's a it's it's a great show what shows but i mean what i mean come on it's a as a as a reality game show whatever it's it's still the best i concur angelina were you at any of these watch parties yes i was yes (laughs) yes mike has mike's been so generous to always include 
his jacketless queen. But it is funny because I it was I would have parties. There was celebrities and survivor people, and then like just regular friends because I grew up in LA and I have a lot of people friends that are in the business or whatever. And the little kids of my friends were like running up to Angelina Keeley as if she was just the same as Angelina Jolie. They'd be like, "Oh, Angelina, okay, here's the other Angelina." Like it was it was funny because like they were uh, they were it was insane. Yeah, mm. on the same part. These little girls were like. Yeah, it was so the weirdest thing. It was like Sia and me in this photo with like Mike's friends' daughters, and they were incredible young women, um, little uh, girls at the time. Now they're young women, but yeah, yeah, I've I've been to to many of Mike's parties, and they are the best. Now I'm newer to like watch party culture, which I just got on board with with season forty four of Survivor. I gotta say, I have a difficult time going to these live tapings because of the chatter, and I just I want to focus. Mike, what is your protocol when you're doing a watch party? Are people allowed to talk during the show? How do you manage it? Um, uh, you know, it, 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 for whatever reason, people are yeah, people at my like when we had watch parties, they would watch the show. They, they're like, everybody was, I mean, that was the thing. It's like, it, it's very rare. You have like, where people are like, like, so they're like, they devout, like if they're in it and especially if you, they know somebody that's in it or the, they know people that are in it cause they're meeting people at the thing. It's like, they devour the show. They're like glued. You know what I mean? They're gripped. They were, it's they were. gripping. You know what I mean? And so it's so fun to like have an entertainment experience like that, where people are like fully, you know, like you could just tell, like, I mean, there's an electric energy in the air. Like, it was like, what's going to happen? You know, it's like, it's like, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's, if only scripted television would be, it was able, like, like, that's like my dream is like, like, make something that like people are like, ah, like, I, I you know, like. Mike, you have. What I mean, the White about? Lotus has that. Right, well, thank <laughs> like, you. I, I owe it all to Survivor. <laughs> if it does, it's all because of Survivor. <laughs> oh, Oh, sorry. Actually, this this is not even in our questions. But so when we were watching Borneo, Mike, there's a musical cue um, in like episode five or six of Borneo that is the same musical cue used in the White Lotus. I will clip it out and send it to you later. Yes, but I'm just me. wondering. You've talked about in past interviews how much like Survivor was an inspiration behind the White Lotus, but like, yeah, were there any specificities that you were really hoping to bring in, not just thematically, but like, was there any time you're like, oh, I saw this on Survivor, I want to bring this to the White Lotus? Well, definitely not the music. I like, I, 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 I like, I didn't like, you know, the composer. I don't think has ever watched Survivor. So, like, if there is some like, uh, like parallel, it's. It, oh yeah, it, I think it, it, it's, it I, happens. Like, I think it's. But you know, like maybe I, I you know, I can't say right. It, that that's news to me. But like, but 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 overall, like I, you know, I, I like when I would when I was doing White Lotus, I was like, I wanted to feel like people are, you know, just. It's like they're sitting around having dinner, but you feel like there's going to be a human sacrifice later that night. You know what I mean? And I was like, and then only in retrospect, I was like, well, that's kind of like Survivor. People are just sitting around by the campfire. And then, but there's this like tension that you're like, oh, this is, you know, it's going to lead to like, yeah, like um, a, a vote off, which is basically a, a ritual murder. Well, and speaking mm -hmm. of awkward, <laughs> like the awkward uh, awkwardness of voting someone out, it's like, there's so much awkwardness and watching the it, not awkwardness but like you're like cringing sometimes like what are they doing or like you know what I mean so no it's brilliant the world loves it Mike it's true now speaking of the White Lotus Mike when I had Jennifer Coolidge on my podcast Shut Up Evan I asked her how she would fare on Survivor she did not think she would fare very well I actually 
don't agree and do think she would do very well. But I'm wondering, for your perspective, you've traveled with her. You know her very well. How do you think she would fare on Survivor? Um, huh. Well, she's very likable. So, like, that's that would be definitely in the pro side. And she's actually, like, hardier than maybe she... Like, like she's, like, I feel like she's actually, like, she'd probably be good in some some of the challenges. Like, I think she's, like, um, she, she, she would be surprisingly, like, um, she would surprise people. I mean, she might fall on the way, like, up the, while walking up the beach. But, like, I could see her doing okay in the challenges. <laughs> But like, I would say if she had, if there was something that would, would take her out, it's that she's naturally very paranoid and she lives her life. A I mean, I don't, don't want to like, I, yeah, I don't want to, but like, she's a little paranoid and sometimes she has hot takes that are off. And so, um, and I feel like she would be somebody who might, the paranoia, would might get get to her like might 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 be you know because I think that a lot of times in Survivor people that are like t prone to a paranoia end up like you know shooting themselves in the foot and I could see that being the mm. case with her. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay, a few last questions before we let you all go, Mike. As you know, we've seen three David versus Goliath cast members on the White Lotus. We're lucky enough to have one of them with us right now. Additionally, as you know, Alec Merlino on season one and Kara Kay in addition to Angelina on season two, which leads me to my next question, but I actually am not going to ask it myself because someone wanted to ask you. Hi, Mike and Angelina. It's Parvati. I am so excited to ask you this question, Mike. I love White Lotus. It's no secret. I'm a huge fan of the show. And you are the creator of that show. You're also a former Survivor contestant. And we know that sometimes you sprinkle in a little love for your former castmates and Survivor contestants and cast them in the show. And I know you're working on season three of White Lotus. And I'm just so curious. Have you thought about maybe which Survivors you'd want to put in season three as a cameo? Listen to that voice. Sexy. <laughs> mm. Who do you want to put in the show, Mike? Oh my god, I love Parvati. Um, I I don't I'm gonna have to beg off. But I I I I do I do I you know the thing about Parvati is that she's kind of like um in her own way, she's a little bit of like a she's like a above the above the above the title type of uh, performer, you know? So it's like, you couldn't just like slip her in, you know, like as like a, I, I feel like, but I, but I do, I, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm definitely What are you tempted, trying to say, Mike? So we'll what see. are you trying to say uh, what do you mean? about me, Karen Allen? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I feel like it's like definitely survivor people knew who you guys were and that was fun. But I also felt like I could sustain my at least for me i was like they i could see you blending into the world like poverty it's like it's like i don't know it's some it's a little bit like having richard hatch like come on it's like Agreed. it's just yeah. it's like her, she's a little star, bit like um she's a favorite. she's got yes. a she's got star power she's been on the show multiple Agreed. multiple times Agreed. it's like she's just she's like a she's a superstar you know what i mean it's like uh it's it it, it, it might like in, but I, but I, I at, at the same point, I'm such a fan. I'm, I am tempted. So, uh, remains to be seen. I mean, Mike, look, it, she didn't really steal all the thunder in Into the Blue too when she cameoed in that. And so, like, 
I think she's got a real okay. worth looking at. I, I, I will take it under advisement. <laughs> I, I absolutely am flattered that she wants to participate. It's like fantasy to, you know, have her in Thailand and just like get to pick her brain, you know. Mike, if you had to put one or two people from our season in next, who would it be? I don't put me in. I, it's like I, I'm already getting hit. It's like the amount of like, it's just like if it's because like, once I say it, then it's like, then I, I know it's almost like I have to do it. Let me phrase it this way, because I feel like to Evan's point, there's like this. It's like when you're in a relationship with someone for a long time and like you think you might get engaged, but you don't know if they bought a ring. There's like this layer of hopefulness amongst the your survival oh, players no. of like, will Mike pick me? Will I be his date to the prom? Will he propose to me? Uh, like, let me ask you, no names, but like, is there a, is there a, any sort of formula? Like, do they need to be from David versus Goliath? Are you open to people from other seasons? Um, what, like, well, the truth is, I mean, that's a, that's the question is like, I'm, I am genuinely friends with you. <laughs> I'm genuinely friends with Kara. I'm genuinely friends with Alex. Yeah. Like they're probably the closest. I mean, yeah, with maybe one or two other people. Uh, like my, like my closest relationships out of the show. So yes. it was. It wasn't so much like I wanted to do Survivor cameos. It was like, oh, how how can I pop my friends? My in friends who, in. You know, um, yeah, like get them a little vacation to Italy or like have them, you know, like get out of the pandemic and come to Hawaii. So like cool. it, it, it was. It was a little bit more that like so. Yeah, so uh, so I would start, yeah, close to home, and then yeah, maybe branch out from there. I just got to say, Mike, I think you and Jerry Manthe would really hit it off as friends. I'm just <laughs> putting that Has out she there. been on this show too? <laughs> she has multiple times. Multiple times. Oh, cool. yeah. Evan's actively she's an actress. Venmos yeah. from these people as he's a. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, we really we try, <laughs> Mike. Exactly. No, we make a concerted effort to get seasons one through 10 cast. That's like sort of our sweet spot because that's our supreme area of interest. I would say 37 is very much an outlier for us in terms of one of the few modern seasons we really fuck with. What does that mean? Like (laughs) that you fuck with it. Like, like, um, what, what does that mean? <laughs> One of the few later seasons that we would that we enjoy watching, that we would consider part of the canon. I mean, I would say San Juan del Sur is like the last modern, the last, the only late season besides David versus Goliath that I enjoy. San Juan del Sur? <laughs> oh, we yeah. love San Juan del Sur. Love San Juan del Sur. The one with the mother and the daughter? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The drama. That's not one of my favorites, but yeah, okay. Everybody has their own thing. But yeah. Okay, wait, so, I mean, sorry, okay. but bef- yeah. can we, before before Sean asks the last question, though, can we touch down? Let's take, like, the famous seasons out of it. Do the both of you have a season of Survivor that you just, you purely love? It's just a season that's a standout for you? Let's, like, you know, no heroes versus villains or any of that. Oh, you mean, like, a random one that I like? Yeah. Um, Angelina? Look, so mine is... It- unique it, it wouldn't be something that it mine is adam season because that's the whole reason that i'm even on survivor and i've said this many times on other podcasts it's it's a known fact but adam klein was a good friend of mine at stanford he was a survivor super fan he was like campaigning around campus trying to get on the show he got on the show we all know what happened there um so 33 was actually the first season i ever watched in my life mm. it was in 2016 he he won i was hooked um and so I have just a fondness in my heart for that season, both because Adam's one of my closest friends and because it's the whole reason that I exist in this world um, of Survivor. So 
So when you were watching Winners at War, because you had your fellow competitor Nick on, and then you had your friend Adam, two friends, Nick and Adam. Yes. How are you? How are you choosing who to who to who to lead, align yourself with? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam's like, like Nick's. I love Nick. I love I love Nick. Um, but Adam is like Adam's like a brother to me, like genuinely a Fair. brother to me. So love the guy. Wow. I would say for me, I, I I'm not sure if this is the right. It's I think Vanuatu is it the the one that that guy Chris won? Yeah, is that the, yeah. okay, Vanuatu. Yeah. Just because I it was just it's like it was I, I that season it was like especially it was like somebody was always like rooting for the woman to like go to the end. It's like suddenly like there was like eight women at the end with like one guy and like. It was like, it, it was like, it's such an expose, like, it was like how vicious and like dark it was and how it like went, like, it was like, I was like rooting for, I was like, the women want, the women, like, I don't know, like, it's going to be women at the end. And then they got so gnarly and like witchy and like, like, it was like, I was like, oh my, it was like, you know, and Amy was such a good character. And then like the whole, yes. thing, it was like whole, like Leanne, they were all like kind of crazy yes. and Eliza was so psycho with her eyes and like, it was just like. I was like, this is like, it's like, it's just like exactly, you know, you say, oh, this is what I would want. And then you see like, and you're like, oh, wow. It's, it was like a Lord of the, Fl- it was like kind of a revelatory and like this Lord of the Flies. If it was just women on the thing, like it was like how it got much more like, yeah, like, uh, you know, like it was, yeah, it had a, it had a real dark. Yeah, it was dark. That was a dark season. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's such but a I shame Twyla was... was never brought back from that season because she was so. I mean, and then the. Good. I mean, she was so. She. I mean, like, yeah, like those people. Like, I know that, like, that's not a. Like, yeah, people, it's not a fan favorite season, but, like, those people, like, I just remember each week when they turned, like, when he, somehow they got it and they turned on, like, and they voted, like, uh, Leanne or, like, who it was, like, and then Amy was still left on the thing. I was like, I, I was just like, yeah, I was like glued, glued to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, so we have this thing on the, our podcast. We are manifesting a Legends season of Survivor. We're calling it season 50. It's going to be just Legends, right? So we have two questions. One, you're both Legends, and so you're both on it if you will play again. So will you be on the Legends okay. season? And two, when you are on the Legends season, who do you want to see out there with you from other seasons? Who deserves a spot on the Legends season? But first up, are we getting, are, are you coming on the legend season? Mike, you going back? Yeah, yeah you, you gotta, you gotta give me the dates in advance. <laughs> 2027. I need to, yeah, like, I need to, like, yeah, clear the, clear the deck. But yeah, I would definitely, I would do it again, for sure, especially if Angeline's gonna be there. Oh. But yeah, oh. I don't, I mean, like, the problem is, like, with Survivor, it's, it's almost like you're in school, so that, like, the seniors when you were a freshman are always going to be cool. And then when you're a senior, the freshmen are never going to be cool. So like anybody that came after me, I'm like, I, it's like, I don't want to play with them, but like anyone who started before me, like then, you know, it's like, I have more star, a little more star power or whatever. So I would tend to go toward more of some of the old school people, but then a lot of them have like played so many times. It's not that as exciting, as exciting, but like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I wish somebody would really ask me this, I would spend a lot of time thinking through it and I would come up with a really good cast. That's what I think. But I, I can, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm afraid to, um, I'm af- you know, I don't know. Name names. Because <laughs> you're already yeah. playing. You're already playing yeah, you're since already playing. Playing. You know, if, even, if you okay, don't can mention. I would, can I say one thing? Which is, 
Okay, so the reason why I think David and Goliath was a good season and what, what I wish they would kind of take from our season, I know this sounds very, whatever, self, self-aggrandizing, but it was they, they divided us into different types of people and we really did play the game differently because like like the Davids did really play different than the the Goliaths, you know what I mean? And it's like they should try to figure out how to do that, like because that's interesting, like to put people into like you know heroes versus hustlers. I mean that was stupid because they didn't, you know, it was like it, it seemed very arbitrary. Like they, and they also didn't play differently because they were heroes. They didn't play differently. It was like they all played the same, you know what I mean? So it's like they should do real psych tests and put like the paranoid schizophrenics in one thing, and then the like neurotic like basket case. You know what I mean? It's just like it'd be interesting to see how people play differently and that they really do play the game differently you know what i mean that that that's my that would be that that's that is my two cents about casting mm. so like even if you were bringing people back from other seasons it like it's like i i the one episode i listened to i'm sorry i just i now that i know this i'm going to be listening to all your episodes but the one episode i listened to was your one about like who's the sexiest men of survivor which i kept <laughs> waiting for hear my name and i never did oh but i Maybe there was some editing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Rob, like, editing failure. You should, you, Rob. I mean, you haven't seen me naked. Like, you know, I give me a shot. <laughs> but like, so anyway, I was, what I was gonna say is like, can like I like yeah, put a put a whole season of himbos on. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing. We'd love put that. like ten of them, and then like ten like crazy like Twilas and uh, it's like I like it's like just go. You don't need to have a little bit of everything. Just like go like commit. You know what I mean? Commit to some different types of playings because I think that that would it, that's an exciting thing to see. It's like how to like yeah how do a bunch of like you know fuck boys play Survivor like and how to like a bunch of like crones. <laughs> on a season play survive you know what i mean like, that's what i want to see mm. i want to watch that versus him boy himbos Crows versus himbos who sold. would not watch that sold <laughs> this is why you need to be a guest ep on survivor yeah yeah it's happening. that would be my season okay angelina <laughs> are you accepting the invitation for the legend season <gasps> oh my gosh um so for me because of where i'm at in life i need to not be pregnant First uh-huh. of all, I've got my two amazing daughters. Love them to death. Um, so I need to not be pregnant. Or and breastfeeding. Facts. Yeah. Although, you know, there's there's ways around that. That's true. Um, um, so, yeah. What do you so mean? It, what are the ways around it? Oh, you like you like pump a bunch beforehand and put it in the freezer. Oh. I love how much Mike is learning <laughs> about pregnancy. When I first had Sophia, Mike told me to get a wet nurse so I could come hang out. <laughs> they don't have those anymore. There's a market. There's a market. Maybe that will be my job after. Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I went to Stanford and Yale to be a wet nurse. Um, no, so. Stanford and Yale? You went to Stanford and Yale? <laughs> Mike, why do you always put Stanford in your movies? <sighs> just because it's the best school in the country. <laughs> that's fine um no yeah so i mean yeah for me like my honest answer is like it just depends on like family circumstances um how old the kids are if they would be like okay with me leaving um and then if wardrobe would let me bring a jacket or not this time would be my decision making they can't let you have a jacket angelina that's like you cannot have it of course they're not gonna let you have a jacket no imagine me rolling part of the reason they're gonna bring you back is like we gotta we have to have her freezing let's see whose throat she'll cut for the jacket what if i roll up with my parka like how funny would that be 
It's like a no. fur hood parka, like over no. too much. Like, like I'm like sweating. If something. I'm guessy peeing, you're not getting a jacket. <laughs> no, like you gotta go. You gotta go in one direction. Go to the. Go to that direction. It'll be part of my negotiation to be on the show. No, no, no I think you give everybody else a jacket and you don't get a jacket. <gasps> like that's this how is TV where, works. This is exactly where your lack of self-awareness kicks in. Like, my. You don't see yourself. This is what it is. You need to have no jacket. But I had no jacket last time. So that's why it's funny this time is because I'll have a big, like too much. Okay, like, yeah. just be Negotiate like a, with somebody else. Not just a fleece. Not like Natalie. <laughs> like a big waterproof. I get Parker, it. I get like it. I'm okay, okay. Beast. You can have the jacket. You can have the hypothetical jacket on this hypothetical season. Listen, <laughs> we've got enough people interested to at least get the cast together, and I think the audience is there. Um, thank you both so much. Before we let you go, is there anything we didn't cover in the Survivor verse that you've just been curious to speak your mind about? Sexiest. Man of yeah, who's, who's your sexiest man of Survivor? Go ahead. No, I'm just, I was just, I, I just don't even, like. How did we do? Not only did I, was I not on it, nobody was from my season was on it. It was, it was like. Did we have anyone in contention so, from? So, yeah, there was people in contention. I think Alec was in contention. Alec was in contention. I had, we, we I cut had him during, yeah. on there. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Oh, and I think Michael White was in contention, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure list. I was on yeah. your Google Docs sheet. And Angelina, when we get around to the sexiest women of Survivor, just you wait. Oh, girl. Our list thank is coming soon. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you both so much. This has been a true thrill. Uh, I know our fans are going to be so excited. I appreciate, or we appreciate you both making the time. And we wish you nothing but continued success. Thank you so All much, right. guys. That was fun. This is thank awesome. You. Angelina, you're a star always. I love you. To the I ends of the you. earth, Mike. I I, I will I say love one you. thing. You're so buxom. I feel like I feel like I like in the game. I feel like I loved you more than you loved me in the game. That's not true. I felt that. That's not way. true. I felt like you had a lot of women, but I only had you as my number one. But that was the brilliance of your game: is that you made all of us feel like we were your number one. No, but but you also I mean you I, I, I well whatever let's I don't want to I don't want to rehash the past no I'm not it, but I would say that like I was I was devoted to keeping you in the game in moments where people were coming for you I was I was I was I was your biggest fan you made me like I you know like I I, I you know I, I I I I I speak my truth or whatever so yeah, yeah. you know like whatever is it's part of the entertainment. You know, but like I was a devoted fan. I knew you'd make the season, and you did make the season. And you had more confessionals than anybody on our season, and you were the star of our season. And so, you know, it's like, like maybe, maybe you don't think I was. You were my number one, but you were you you. My devotion to you made the season what it was. It well, thank you for helping keep me safe. And it's not from a jealousy perspective. I'm just. It speaks to the brilliance of your game. Jealousy of what? Oh, okay. Of all your other ladies. But I just want to say, truly, this is my Jennifer moment. This is my speech to you, Mike, because I'll never win a, anything. But um, you've truly made my life infinitely better, like in so many ways. And you continue to. And you're like the most generous. Same, same. Kindest same, person. Same. Like you, I'll just say this. You text me so often or check in with me about like how I'm doing, how the kids are doing, like more than my 
girlfriends who have kids. Like you're so thoughtful. You're so in touch. Um, and I, I just, I love you. And I'm, I'm thankful. You, you and Kara are the best things. I, I can't wait to be reunited with you on, on survivor season 50. <laughs> Hopefully sooner. <laughs> yes. 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 No, but yeah. Um, we've never done a podcast together. So that's why I just wanted to, Chilena, I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing. And you, you're you a freaking star. Like, come on. Come on. You're insane. Angelina, enough. I love you. I love you. All right, you guys. I love you guys, too. Oh, thank and you. Thank you. you guys, we love you. you. You would be on my list of sexiest podcasters. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. I don't know I how to take that. I have that to rethink list. that. Yeah. Um, but, it but does. Beautiful. Rob Sesternino. You're definitely high above Rob Sesternino. Oh, thank God. Them. Thank God. Um, all right. Thank you all. This has been a journey. Enjoy the rest of your evenings. Mike, the hair looks great, by what? the way. Are you throwing shade at the very end? No. I think I threw it throughout. This has been a journey. No, I meant, like a a, journey? I meant on a, te- I meant on a technological level. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's my fault. Sorry. All right. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. How iconic was that? Angelina Keeley and Mike White reunited to talk Survivor and more. Thank you so much to both of them for their time. That was really a bucket list interview. Another one off the bucket list. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. We love a review, especially a positive review. And if you're interested in our merch, we have Drop Your Buffs merch and Black Widow Brigade merch available at the link in the show notes, or you can go to dropyourbuffspod.com. You can find us on Instagram at dropyourbuffspod, and you can find us on Twitter as well at dropbuffspod. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with more Survivor content. Bye. Bye.